Uh, for those out there who don't know, my hair is thinning. <laughs> so they don't know. So they don't know. It's still thinning. Like, it's very thick on the sides and the back. So I've been just cutting it down with uh, a quiver, and I haven't really been shaving my head. And we have a homie who, who has a really good job of shaving his head. He always got the shiny ball head going. And I was like, oh, bro, how you how you doing that? How you maintain that type of shininess? Because, you know, every black man's fear of shaving is that he's going to get them bumps. And so I'm like, how can I prevent my joints from bumping up? So I'm literally... Literally at any website, how to shave your head must put in for black men. Cause you know And so my journey to the door to find something that works for me, because they got someone, some black dude like, nah, you can use this pro glide. That was like, nah, you only need one, one razor. Some guys like to like, use. Uh, you can shave this part of his brain, and another guy's like, never shave it against brain. And those are very confusing things. You just gotta shave your head for the first time, and just wanna be like cool. Like, I think black guys can rock the ball head better than any other group. Right, because you can't be in the team. You're white, and you rock the ball head like you are, and then you got a cool beard. Right, and you got to go all the way out and prove it. That's not like every ball white is kinda looking for tattoos, swatches, like you know, anything that gives away like it would it would Mexicans do it. They look like essays Right, right, right. Oh, hey bro, what you Right. I mean I'm just not I'm not afraid though, like but I'm afraid of that's for another whole another whole another topic. So black male shaving hair hair it's a lot deeper than people realize. Like, like they're going to drop a ball head and think, oh, that's the easy style to do. And they're like, nah, you need to shave your head every other day. I'm like, damn, every other day? Like, you make up a hair fossil, never want to come back. So, who's boss? I'm like, I don't shave my face, but once a month, barely. And now I got to shave my head. To maintain optimum shininess every other day, and I just felt like the razor was so sharp. I knew I was gonna cut myself in the back somewhere. Something's gonna get nicked. Cause you know you gotta get to the growing pains there. <laughs> Wait, I, I I gotta see this. <laughs> I yeah, it looks closer to shave than than what what I'm used to doing. Yeah, well, I do a better job, man. So. Well, I also realized, once again, I was cutting it with the grain. Cause I, like I said, I don't want my joint to bump up. I want that information. Mm-hmm. I saw more that said cut with than against. But I know if I went against, like the little, little parts will come up with it. But I already can feel it growing. And it's like, damn, you really got to do it every, every, every day. You know, I'm, I'm just little afraid I'm going to nick the mess out of myself. <laughs> That's not going to happen, man. And so, like, I got like special black people shaving butter instead of bu- instead of cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I got the bump fighter and all that kind of stuff. I was like, this is 
more intense than when I had like cornrows, man. Yeah, I had cornrows. It was long. You had cornrows too, huh? I can get cornrows now. <laughs> So I want to cornrows right this very minute. You want to live that cornrows? I can go and get cornrows right this very minute. Hands on, please. But yes, I had cornrows um, from the time period of uh, 2000 to 2000 and like basically into like college, college freshman to college sophomore. You know, it's crazy just how important hair is to the both to black people in general. Even no hair is important maintenance. For, for the black person. Like, damn, that should be the stuff. You're right. You're right. No, I, I don't know. It's just been intelligent. I don't know. I grew up for so long without access to the barber and barber's hair. <laughs> and when I could get, like, you know, it's like a whole laundry list of cousins that cut my hair, like, now. Then it was just, like, cousins and, like, randoms. And, and so now, that, like, the moment that when I was. I was 14, 15, I started paying my own haircut. And so I started going to get my haircut like every 80 days. And shout out to, shout out to uh, um, my friend from high school, high school and college, Brandon, Brandon Collins. Because he, he come pick me up, we go get a haircut like every 80 days. Like clockwork. Every 80 days, we going to get a haircut. It's important. Yeah, every 8 days. So every time you went to the barber, it was like a week in a day. Week in a day. Later. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's the way the hair grows. So now my hair has like been trained. So like I like I went today. I went today because I felt like I was supposed to go Saturday and then make it on Saturday because I was working. And if you don't make it on Saturday, you can wait to Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday. But then I realized it was a holiday weekend. I was like, damn, I should just wait for the, for the holiday. Cause everybody will get their haircuts uh, on the holiday. I'm on Black Girl. I shouldn't have been to Black Thursday. I'm sorry. That's just me. Yeah. Now, I was just thinking, just the importance of hair, hair, hair care, and all that good stuff. It was Black Girl. It was a Black thing. Um, my dad was in the household. So I was never taught to get haircuts on a regular basis. Like, my godfather would come out with a boom, like, yo, I'm going to you get a haircut. And I'll be like, how do you know I want a haircut? He was like, you want a haircut. <laughs> I, see, I see you. You want a haircut. And actually, I was like, I'm so used to like my hair not being cut. Like, I didn't mind it looking whatever kind of way it was looking. But I just didn't go to the barbershop. Like, my mom would take me like that on a regular basis. And I had no dude around and was like, oh, you come up and get your haircut every two weeks. I didn't really kind of hear that until I was college. And it was like, every two? Oh, yeah. Well, all right. So, so like, as, as middle school, like, my mom would just let my older brother have my hair. It's just like a, like a fuck up. <laughs> like, so I look at pictures of my hair before I started banging my hair. Like, I hate you, mom. Like, like that's some stuff that make you hate your mom. Like, I have this picture, I keep this picture in my little senior book of me in the back of the bus, and I'm just looking at how bad my face is. Like, and I'm like, good God, like, I was, I was, I was actually around people doing it. Like, like, looking, looking like this. And I, and I can't do anything, like, there's no, no way I can't do anything, I can't do that again. Like, I could never be in that person, like, after 14, 15, I just was like, 
saying how lack of a haircut that I rock. You've known me my whole life, for the most part. What is the most iconic Mr. Brown haircut? Now, when you think about a younger Mr. Brown, not now, what what was generally the haircut I had? Uh, Afro? You're damn right. <laughs> you ever wonder why? <laughs> That was the thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, even when Apple weren't even styled. <laughs> but I just felt like you were just totally. Uh, I felt like you were just one of the dudes that was just totally un, 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 unbothered by not having. I, I, I wasn't bothered by it, but once again, no one ever taught me or shamed me. I know. Too I was so insecure about it. Like, I cry when I got bad haircuts. I cry hard. I, you know, like your brother cut off a piece of my ear <laughs> one time. <laughs> John Violet, never forget it. Hashtag never forget it. I almost lost a ear. Hey, look, you can't get a bad haircut if you never get a haircut. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But you know, like, uh, shout out to the, to the big cuzzo. Uh, Chevy used to cut my hair. That used to be a decent haircut. Because um, my mom would just be like, I was going to give a Chevy just to cut your hair. He still cut his hair to this day. He still cut his own hair to this day. He saved thousands of thousands and thousands of <laughs> He was like a guy coach, general, and guard. He just stays there. But you know, like, he doesn't have any quirks in his hair. Nah, he put them on guard. Yeah, he's just able to do that. I got cowlicks and fools, and all kinds of like, he don't have it. He don't have a family cowlick. You're the only one I know that has it. Well, you and Kevin. My older brother did. So I guess it's Joker. Liam has it. Liam has it. Nasir has it. His son has it. Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, because I took y'all hair pattern from y'all, y'all pop. That that means that means no hair. That's the guy hair pattern from y'all pop. I got my hair stuff from my mom's, like my mom's. My mom's has thin hair the same place with my hair then. Well, I don't want to say thin because it's, it's actually my yeah. and awesome right now. Yeah, so you know that that's that's out of the man. So black man in his hair. So now we gotta jump in the show and be like, oh, like it's all negative, like it's all bad. Look, you try to keep it, keep it here. Yeah, it's all bad from here. It's all, it's all bad from here. So, uh, something that's close to us, uh, Richard Collins the third, just become second lieutenant, armed armed services, scheduled to graduate from college, uh, was uh, assaulted and murdered by a white supremacist. So, Oh, they, they confirmed he's a supremacist? Yeah, yeah. Um, at, at, on the University of Maryland's campus, we yeah. frequently visit all the time. So, so could have been us. Right. So, you know, um, I, actually talked, I actually talked to a student there today, earlier today, and um, she was just talking about how crazy it was because, like, we go to that bus stop every, like, every bus stop we got, sound of bad and stuff. Like, she goes to that bus stop all the time. Like, I could have been any black student, I could, you know, and, and I don't want to make it seem like it could have been any student, you know, it could have been any black student that would be the one telling a black person. And, like, that, you know, like, that happened. There's no, and they, they can't even come, so it's been so quiet because guess what? No matter from the record. And then they can talk, like, they can't say, oh, Richard Collins or what, no, what was yeah. that saying either? Not nah, either. Above the board, never been in trouble, not like arms, like a better, better, about to graduate, like army, army, like, 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 so like army, like a soldier, a uh, uh, quote unquote true American, and life was taken from him. Uh, by, like, like, you know, it seemed like it should be like a hullabaloo. 
But like, right. there's, been no statement from, there's been no statement from anybody because his body is black. And like that, that like like it really seems like local news when this isn't a local news type thing. Now I will say this is my inter my reactions uh, to the news and disclaimer: this doesn't pay me the best light. The way I kind of interpret the story as it's coming in. I'm listening to the radio and it said a kid got stabbed, a student got stabbed on University of Maryland, and I was like, damn, that sucks. White people crazy. And so I didn't think it had nothing to do with like hate. All that color was just a blur. I'm like, damn. Why are you standing in folks? Like that. Like, hey, what kind of crazy was like I didn't know then it was like a black student got stabbed on the campus of the University of Maryland. And then I was all like, damn man, you was on the and y'all got the shuffling and and, 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 and stabbed you? Like what kind of 1980s stuff is this? And, got, and then it was like, a white dude stabbed him at the bus stop. Like, what the fuck? And then it started to start building up. Like, my first thought was like, two dudes was beefing. And like, like whatever. And then it was like, he booty stayed. Why are you even over there? And on my mind, then I was like, and when I realized all the context, I felt bad for my initial thoughts. Right, because here's the thing. It's like, you booty stay, whatever. Like, we go over to the university all the time. Yeah. And you're yeah. Morehouse, and I'm University of Illinois. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I, I know why you go there. <laughs> 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 Play get paid, paid, young fellas, get paid. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, but, like, I, so I want to, I want to, like, disparage the character of Sean Christopher Urban, Urbanski. That's the guy who's trying to figure out. Uh, no. Not uh, yet, of course not. Uh, you probably can find he had to dig a little bit more. Uh, they, they're practicing black dude, but, they, but at least they're practicing black dude in his house. They, they, they ain't got no bad picture to do. Well, I mean, they were able to find out that he was a member of these white supremacist groups on Facebook. And, like, so, so they discovered the Baltimore Sun. Like, they discovered this, let's see, hold on. Uh, Sean Christopher Avenger was charged with the murder of the University of Maryland. Please say that. Avenger is a member of a racist Facebook group. They discovered this. They told the Baltimore Sun, not through their own investigation, but because they were tipped off. How often are police months are online hate anyways, right? So somehow the suspect situation group isn't enough to force the police designate Collins murder as a hate crime so far. They said said they along with the officials of our community have to get a registration for first degree murder charges and being held without bail. One he just got arrested. He didn't get killed. He wasn't no threat. I'm not bail. They always bring him in safe. Right man safe. That's one. Two, um they're saying it's not a hate crime. But there's no connection between Collins and and Sean. They, they, they gotta give they had to get more information before right. they, there's, there's no connection. There's no connection. Like um So he's just a crazy person. No, 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 no. Not even gonna say he's crazy. Because that's how they normally let him yeah. white no. dudes no. off like. Oh no, no, he's not no he's not crazy. No, he's not crazy. He was doing he was his part to make America crazy. Like, I'm, not I'm not giving, giving him, him. I'm not giving him crazy. Was that episode of FDU? I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Like, 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 I didn't hear it.
Where's the University of Maryland located? In Maryland, PG County. PG County, the, the richest black county in America. This is a, a majority black county to the point that if I'm outside of Maryland and I meet a white person and they sound from Prince George's County, I'm like, how was that? <laughs> how was that? You know, if I, if, I, if I meet a white woman from PG County, like, 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 <laughs> by default, right. you had no choice. But, Everybody 
feel safe. You should not feel threatened when a black man is walking with his hands up in the air. You should not feel threatened when I tell you I have a license to carry and I'm going to go get it that I have to shoot you. You should not feel threatened when I'm in the back of the paddy wagon with handcuffs on. You should, like, like you have to go over and beyond. Like, there's certain things you have to do. Like, when soldiers go over, please, the best to tell you, they got to go through a whole bunch of stuff before they go and shoot somebody. It's rules of engagement. This is not a movie. And I've heard the stories of people who are officers who fought overseas. Police officers now. And they're like, yo, y'all rules is real. Last day is about when y'all pull the trigger. Like, I had to explain anytime I disarmed discharge my firearm. Mm-hmm. And I had an M16. You know what I'm saying? But they don't do the due diligence. They want to be cowboys and just shoot them up, bang, 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 and ask questions later like they dirty Harry. But that doesn't make the community want you to be in their community. I'd rather please myself. Right. Thank you very much. I, I, so, like, it's just mind-blowing to me. No, it's not. It's so disappointing. Yeah, you know what I'm blown about. It's so disappointing to me. Like, what? Like, you can't like the assault on, on blackness and black people. Like, it don't matter where you're at on the black black colleges. Anybody can get it. It's black. Poor, like, and, and, and everybody knows. Everybody knows you can just get it. And so, like, where, where, where's our safe space? Um, on another note, uh, out of Tulsa. Um, if you watch the show for any bit of time, we did a show uh, talking about the death of Terrence Crutcher and um, Betty Shelby was actually um, not guilty until Diane are, are, are you surprised? Nah, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I think the, the 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 shut the black people up thing is just a charge and all. That's shut the black people up. Yeah. But I was reading some of the jury things and you know, guy was like, yeah, I just voted. Not guilty because I was hungry and I wanted to. I wanted to not be on jury. Like that came out. Your boy shot King Rose Avery piece about it. Oh Lord. Oh. And, and so that that happened. I wanted to post it on the page. I just didn't have time. Trigger warning. So yeah. So yeah. That's like that's what they like. That's just how nonchalant they are with black bodies. Like that. Just so if you need a if you need a microcosm of how you just ready to leave. You just ready to leave. Not trying to joke. Just wanted to leave. Set beat for days. Like that, that should have been a, a long drive. It was like, yo, like. It actually probably. shouldn't have been a long drive, but I know your whiteness doesn't. It was like, yo, like, I, I, I would have, like, yeah, I thought she was guilty. But, you know, like, I just changed my vote. And I was hungry. And I was tired of being on jury duty. So, like, there has to be a better way for jury duty to work. Like, like the, the, new, the new thing shouldn't be vote or die. It should be jury duty or die. Yeah, like, 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 we need to get some, and, and you got to be registered to vote in order to be on jury. Right, right, but that, but that's the new thing. Like, like, and like now, I feel like, like now I feel like I need to change my my address and all this stuff because like I vote in New Orleans, so I'll never get called in for jury duty that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> you might got a bench warrant out right now. They send it, they send it to the old, old address. <laughs> uh, they, they, they not, not send out a bench warrant. You're not showing up for jury duty or not being. I'll check on that. 
It's a good thing. Let me shout out my little cousin slash little sister, Elise, because she passed the bar exam. And so I want to definitely shout her out. Um, and I need you to check on that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so I, I, all right, the Tulsa stuff, of course, has been not surprising to anybody that's black or in America, in the South, even more specifically. Uh, not surprised. However, I just think that now the, the whole thing is just like, oh, just charge an officer and it's not even going to be okay. She went back to work on Monday. Monday. Like, like no, no one said she shouldn't have a job. And she's probably gonna say some bullshit as narrative. She's like, this is was the worst. Oh, day in my oh life. no, she took the stand and talked about how much she feared for her life, and he was walking back with his hands, walking away from her with his hands up. She got on the stand and testified that. You don't need to be a fucking police officer. Because, because oh, man, and I have a curse on air in a long time, but these kind of things get me so loud up. I'm going to be yelling. You know, I'm going to be yelling at stuff by this point, but it just, it just, it, it makes me. BBNF? Big black nigga syndrome? Right. And, and, and it don't matter. You could be a five foot and be a big nigga. Yeah. Because there's something about our blackness, and maybe because their, their guilt is finally coming out. Because remember, we was too dumb. To commit crimes, or we was too un- unintelligent, but now we're scary. Remember, we was docile slaves. That was the narrative y'all was painting. But ever since he was free, they had to paint a new narrative. So I, yeah, it's, so I, 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 I'm 100% with you right here. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what more, like, like I said, man, that it's going 8 and 20. So when we first started this show, I called it 50 to 50. And then he bought it 70. We are now at 80-20. Your police interaction can be 80-20. I think, I think with, with enough knowledge out there, I think some police officers are being a lot more conscious of it. And then I'm afraid on the other side is other police officers who are going to be very predictive about it. And, and so I, I don't know that I might keep the numbers where they are, but it's like I said, we we about my last interaction with police officers. I was like, I said with sound, but I was like, officer, I'm extremely terrified right now. And, and he's like, Nah, you don't need to be terrified. Nah, and I'm like, Nah, nah, I'm 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 terrified, and I'm gonna be terrified because I am who I am, and you are who you are. And that's just what at the end of the day that the issues that uh, come come to me are a little bit different. Like, I don't know if my white friends, all one of them, uh, I got more than that, but all of my white friends fear that they may be murdered by a gun at a point in their life. I think about that being the way I'm going to die on a regular basis. Yeah, like, any, any day might be my day. Like, that's, that's, that's part of the, the things that, like, Things that you're most commonly doing. Like, 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 I don't even fear, like, you know, everybody's like, I don't fear a drive by shooting. I don't fear, like, black on black crime murder. Like, I don't fear none of that. I fear some white dude who's not crazy, who wants to make America great again, who's wearing a bag or not wearing a bag, but just come up and kill me. And they don't understand that, that thought. I remember a VSB, Embarrassing Brothers. 
uh, wrote a piece. Uh, they they won president now, and they want to explain the idea of uh, nigger neurosis, and that there's a, a type it's not not diagnosed, but it should be in there. But when you are black in America, of always being on guard, and you never know is this a racist situation or not. And you don't know how sensitive I should be or not. But you more err on being extremely sensitive and cautious because if you're not, that'd be the day that they catch you slipping. Because yeah. if you go to the university on campus, I'm a college student, chilling, a dude comes to the bus stop, this happens all the time. Right. I shouldn't be on guard about what's about to pop off because this is America and this should not happen. But my black skin is dangerous. When, when they might have a whole, whole lot of things in common. A whole lot of things in common. Depending on the nation, a patriot. The brother might have even been a Republican. You don't even know what that boy was. You know what I mean? But they don't take the time that at the end of the day, a nigga by any other name is still a nigga. And that's something that's been on us since we stepped foot in this country. And the black slaves and indentured servants and the poor white decided to get together and they was like, We gotta bust this up. The powers of be was like they can't we can't do this anymore. We gotta put these niggas in a place and also somehow keep these poor white people in a place mm-hmm. by having them police the niggas. Now, now they, they got, got some power. Now they, they feel they have purpose. They gotta they keep these niggas in control. control. And, and that's, that's why poor white, white people are the worst with it, because rich white folk taught them to be like that. Right. Because they knew that all the poor people and enslaved people got together, they were upset the apple cart. And right. that's how the game was going for years. Right. Yeah, you, 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 no, I'm sorry. I'm no, you're, you're, no, you're absolutely, but you're absolutely right. I'm spitting knowledge tonight, man. I'm just, <laughs> you're absolutely right. It's just, uh, I, I got, I'm, I'm just so... I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's so frustrating, man. It's so frustrating. It's like when you call, it's like when you call like a customer service line, and then you gotta like jump through all those who like and, and, like, and then, right, and then you, you follow the instructions that they give you, and then it still doesn't work. You gotta call back and jump through more hoops, and it's just like like yo, like I'm playing, like I'm just.
because of why it's homie like yeah, yo, because this was a little, you know, I, um, little homie from um, from my hometown, Houston, base is very much a strong uh, Republican, and if I say anything bad about Trump, it's the next thing I lose my mind is I'm about Obama. Right, right, right. Because they don't want to judge. Well, but when, but when uh, Michael Slager got uh, mistrialed, like, nah, D, it's going, it's going to come to fruition. That he's going, going, uh, blah, blah, blah. Because this is Charleston. Charleston is strong, and we don't allow that. Right? No, no, how we didn't have rights and stuff. Because Charleston comes together and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, or, or, or black people just hired in Charleston. By the time we got to us. And like and and you got and you and you got sanitized and the fact that we had like two bad events happen in Charleston and North Charleston. You had Richard Scott getting mm-hmm. burned down in North Charleston in his back, and then you had the Charleston not Walter Scott. Yeah, too many too many names, man. Ahead, too many names. Thank you. Uh, but the fact that two things happened in South Carolina. And two cities that that you know they touched because they got names shared the same. Right. And and the fact that white people are like, oh, get it, y'all, y'all tripping. Like, oh, we getting murdered in the street like dog. Like that's ten people. That wasn't no victims of no black on black crime. Right. Like like so when we look at the murder, when we look at the murder of black people in Charleston. You like I'm I'm like, gonna the year of two thousand like, sixteen. Eleven of those murders, like ten of those murders. Were committed by white people against black people. Like, like so that's gonna make that black on black crime rate that used to be like ninety percent. Like you know, they talk about it. Yeah, like it's it maybe like sixty percent of the murder. But I watched how in Charleston that thing got sanitized. Like they tried to make it like like it wasn't about not it was like a it was a war on Christians. Like no no no, no there was like a white dude with a white supremacist that went in to kill black people. Too many, man. I know too many. 
I know what you mean. And like, how will this sways you? How will how will it change you? You know. So we're gonna jump into so we need to hey, we can lighten the mood. Um, we're gonna have Pastor Kerry Payton Senior of Greater St. Matthew's got hands out. Uh, yeah, we gotta do it. We gotta do it. Yeah. Uh, join us for Testimony Tuesday. Hey, how you doing? Good evening, Jim. How how are you doing today? I was doing well. You all, and I was very, very impressed by the conversation that you had in relationship to uh, blacks and Christians in the church and the the massacre that that took place there uh, in the Carolinas. And as tempting as that is, I I can't go there right now, but I really would love to be able to. Uh, to address that, and uh, not not that I think that I'm, I have any anything new to bring to the surface, uh, it's just that there's an attack on Christianity, period, black or white. And um, but as you said, I, I don't think that had anything to do with Christianity. I think that had more to do with race than anything. But tonight, I, I'd like to um, open up a floor. Of, of the idea of in Christianity uh, that brings about the difference in who we are and uh, who we are to become, who we, who we are when we come to Christ and who we are to become in Christ. And we, we know it as being born again. Very, very, very controversial um, uh, subject, uh, in, not in Christianity, but in, in outside of Christianity, Understanding that being born again is so often uh, believed that there's a almost like a metamorphosis that takes place in the life of a person when they come into Christ, but in reality, uh, it's a doctrine and it's an acceptance of a doctrine that um, makes the new birth uh, evident in our lives. We we learn a new way, and because we learn a new way to live. We practice that way to live. Uh, I think one of the uh, one of the most dangerous things that are happening in uh, Christendom today is that we are we are not teaching uh, the new way of living. We're teaching the new way of getting, but we're not teaching the new way of living. And so we are we are we are bringing the the bad in with the good things instead of reteaching the mindsets of individuals when they come in uh, because we're, 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 we live in a society with the, the, the Bible talks about us as being born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So everything about us is, is, is selfish. Everything is about gaining and achieving and becoming and doing everything ourselves. Whereas Christianity is uh, not the opposite, but it's different. It, it's about a collective group and everybody supporting everybody in everything that everybody does. And we have to be retaught that because we don't get that in the beginning. We we get be the best that you can be, do the best that you can do. And we don't tell, say to each other to step on Jimmy if you have to. But if Jimmy's in the way, then we'll, we'll, we'll step on Jimmy to get there. Whereas being born again is a philosophy of teaching a whole new way of living, and in that uh, will be struggle. It will be some, some some things that go contrary to what the world presents to us that we live in, including racism. 
And the biggest challenge to me, really the biggest challenge of the new birth is then after uh, you receive it, you're, you're called upon to model it that others might be able to see this new you. And, uh, and they might want to become like you. We become ambassadors. And it's, uh, that everybody around you who are living their own way get to see how you're living. And we're supposed to be so attractive that people say, I don't want to live like I used to live. I want to live like them. Which brings me to where I, I feel we are at in Christendom today. Christendom is not attractive. It's not attractive. Doesn't people don't see and say, "Wow, I want to be like him. I want to. I want to live like he lives. I want to live live like she lived." Because uh, we've 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 diminished it to things, and people can get things, but they they can't get that new life, that new character. That's something that has to be. Uh, developed on the inside of an individual because there's so, so much coming up against us. So that where that's where I wanted to go tonight, and I wanted to leave it open so that you can come to me with some dialogue in re- in reference to the new birth and being born again. If it, if you uh, if you challenge it, if you um, uh, if you Agree with it if you believe it. I'll jump here real quick. You talked about Christianity not being attractive anymore. And that's, that's, that's something that I struggle with personally. It stopped being attractive to me when I really left my home church. Um, like I got out of a, I got out of a, out, of, out of my good home church bubble, and I Christianity stopped being attractive to me, and and I and I and I came from a church environment where I was taught to really think critically about about Christian principles and 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 Christian ideology ideology and thought. So, what is your advice for our listeners? Um, who have experienced Christianity not being attractive in you? Well, I, 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 what I, what I believe is that the reason it's not attractive anymore is because what Christianity presents now, what it offers now, the average individual can get it without going to church. Christianity now is an advertisement of what you can get, uh, how much of it you can get, who you can be, how big you can be. Uh, it's not about changing the society, because that's what Christianity is supposed to be about. Christianity is supposed to be about changing the people around you. You changing, and because you're changing, people around you are changing. But we're going to church now. We don't have to change. Because we're not going to change. That's not our motive for going to church now. Our motive for going to church now is to get stuff. We make connections at church. We get come in contact with people who influence and open doors. We 
in many churches, not all churches, but in many churches, that's what church has become. The advertisement of church has become um, we are the ones, the haves. And if you want to be a part of the haves, you can come at this church because we at this church have stuff. We have nice cars, nice homes. Our children go to the best schools. And please don't get me wrong, I don't think nothing is wrong with that. But if the lifestyle is the same as it was when you came in, then you, you didn't come here to, uh, to be transformed. Mm-hmm. You came here to be informed on how I can get. I think we and, have to change the faith of the church. And Pastor, I think something that you bring up is very interesting is that if we go by the biblical principles that we do not uh, conform to this world and uh, not be transformed by it, that we, we have to be the salt of the earth, so many times it feels that if you're a baby Christian and you come into this new experience and then you kind of get that veil kind of removed and you see, like, these people are what I left. I thought it was supposed to be something different. And the world that they've crafted for themselves isn't what I want to be like. And I guess you kind of get caught up of not finding too many Christians who really follow Christ. That's a tough one. Wow. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people who go to church, well, I guess, and not true followers of Christ. You you said so much just now, but the 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 thing that you said that I really want to address is when you said that we're the salt of the earth. When we recognize that. The, the 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 number one purpose of salt is to sustain life. Number one, salt sustains. It doesn't give life; it sustains life. And we have to put ourselves in positions where things, people are dying, and cause them to have a greater appreciation of their life. And things won't do that. Things will not do that. Things will not give you a greater appreciation of life. Things are temporal. You are enjoyed for the moment, and then you're going to seek something else. You'll enjoy that for the moment, and you'll seek something else. And what I don't want to give is the impression that Christianity is this poor man's um, way of living Because you can have things But if you have character And integrity With things It, it affords you to uh, Draw people to you Because people now want to see How is it that you are different well, I, I, One of the things I don't, I don't know if this fits in But I was uh, recently looking at uh, people in Hollywood who 
maintained marriages for over 20 years, and and you can count them on pretty much one hand. But 90% of those people attribute that to their relationship with God, of how they treat one another. I think that's... <laughs> yeah, they do too much more. Yeah, can't, yeah, can't, can't disagree with can't disagree with you on on now. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I just think going back to the original, um, what, what you were really originally talking about about Christianity being uh, attractive, and I, I I think some of us are attractive. Like, some of us are attracted to the work. Some of us are attracted to the things. You know, like, you know, some people get attracted to the shiny environment. But I think Christianity, for for me, it's always been a tool to connect with people who just understood what I was going through. Um, or, or, like, connecting with, supposedly connecting with like-minded people. But the I think with some of the uh, the genuineness and the and the honesty in those relationships, like I remember as a as a teenager, you always talked about Christianity being a relationship, like it's all about relationships. And then the when I when I moved like kind of outside of, of our church, the genuineness in the relationships just wasn't there, and so. That turned me off to the entire like Christian thing, you know, yeah. and and being a history major didn't help either. I want, to respond to you. I want to respond to you right quick, but but I it, I have a great echo, so I can't really pick it up, pick up everything you said. But um, you said that when you left away from your home environment and you got out and you seen you you start seeing Christendom in a whole nother light. And that's the problem. That is the problem because if we are all, if there's, there's one Bible, if all of us teaching the same thing, then no matter where you go, it ought to be the same thing. But we have gotten off the track. We've gotten into things and not people. And that's what the new birth is about. The new birth is about Re, re reestablishing a new person within me, and I'm so attractive in how I live and carry myself that others see me and want to see what is it that I have, how is it that I can live this life that I live about? Because that's what we should be doing as Christians. We are ambassadors. We should be transforming in a way that we become attractive to people that they want to come and see. Well, we want to thank you again, Pastor Payton, for joining us every Tuesday for Testimony Tuesday with Reverend Carrie Payton, Senior Pastor of the Great Saint. Great. Pastor of the Greater St. Matthew Baptist Church in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, I state every reputation, personal, professional, that if you are seeking the word, you're seeking a relationship with Christ and somewhere to grow, I unequivocally 
hands down on, on everything, put all my chips in on this man because he will he will make you he will make you think. He will make you study. He will make you study to show yourself show yourself a brew and he will he will help you all through building that relationship with Christ. So thank you again for joining us uh, on this Tuesday. Thank you, and he's he's preaching now, Mr. Brown. Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) You have a good evening. I'll preach it. Bossmaster Black dropped them bombs. Ridiculous, sir. I'm sorry, man. Hey, look, I told you I downloaded New graphics like <laughs> sound. For the show. I was waiting. I got waiting on them. I got it, man. Got it. Testimony Tuesday. Testimony Tuesday. I'm dropping. Hey, man. They were ready. Yeah. So, hey, he made a really good one. He came out. He made a really good one. I think we haven't like, really discussed it. You know, long as it is, sometimes a little more jovial, but sometimes we got to let these people know that we get smart. Right. <laughs> I, I, I really want to dive in next week about this, uh, this war on Christianity. And so I, I want, I want uh, Pastor Peyton to spend some time talking about how he feels because uh, I really don't feel like there's a war on Christianity. I feel like y'all winning. Like white Christians definitely winning right now. I don't even well, me and my mama don't believe that white Christianity is um, even Christianity. Christianity. Right. Like, yeah. 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 So, so people who are kind of white Christian winning right now. We'll stay this. We'll stay that next week. I don't want to get like way, way into this already. We already like, uh, you know, we got a little bit of time for one. Oh, no, we got, we got to talk now. We got to talk that kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like onions and layers and stuff. I had a
I, 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 I'll catch like maybe a quick post about whatever. Like they, there's some dude that's like very much like a body shamer and some like purity douche that that they felt the producers made a keep for one more episode so he could be like the bad guy in the building of it. Like, but he got to the very last rose. But it was like, them dudes from some trash. And I'm looking at our cousin's vlog. And she's like, I've never watched The Bachelorette. So I'm supporting it because the black woman's on there. But all and these dudes trash. And she's like, none of the dudes on the level. You're a black lawyer. You don't need to be. But none of them dudes. I'm like, all right. But wasn't the original premise of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette was like, like the, the, the North Orleans was rich? Nah, like The Bachelor was going to be rich, right? Nah, I think the very first one, they were very well off. But now I think it's devolved into just like who evolved, evolved, not evolved. The, the evolved. No, no, I'm just yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to, so it's just like, yo, we just got lower than standards. So now we get to season eight or season nine, whichever one we're at. So the standards are so low that hopefully I just buy women can take care of some white. I'm interested in Kennedy because she's, like, according to the news, she has found her love. She's engaged and she's happy. So it's just a matter of how many we gotta figure out how many black dudes would own the bachelor. Oh no, I like I went through so like it's usually like three, maybe two or three. Man, maybe no, no, it's no, only it's three. It's only point five. Yeah, okay, you're right. It's, it's only Imagine that you're under attack. 
mentally and physically because you're physically I N-I-double-G. Let it growl for a minute. My anger knows no limits. I never met Percy Miller, but I met some Hitlers on the internet and saw my intellect as a master hate the ebony scorn. I fit with children with free Wi-Fi. Ignorance and knowledge is sky hot, but what really matters to a black life is it pounds a name at the end of the tweet. But when I die, would that be how they remember me? The end. No. 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 Man. That's how it be. Like, that's how I've been feeling. Like, that's still relevant. Like, every day I feel like that's how people are going to remember me. Because what really matters to a black wife is it pounds of names at the end of a tweet. That's real. That's real. But when I die, will I be out there remember me? This has been your black and power. Your black and power on the net. I'm KP. I'm Mr. Brown. Next Tuesday. Oh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm black, y'all, I'm black, and black, 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 black